Welcome everyone to our new Star Sports agency podcast called Sport for Life. Platform for us to be able to share meaningful stories and give insight about our players while also getting important detail from industry experts. Hope you enjoy. So welcome to the, the show. Um, I'm here with Melbourne Rebels tight head prop Pone Farmasili, um, local burn boy, um, John Coffey. Um, not sure what other nicknames you got, mate, but uh, <laughs> we probably love seeing your mullet running around. But otherwise, um, how's life going, mate? Since your since your red card. Yeah, thanks for having me, Neef. Um, mate, yeah, it's, it's actually been all right, you know, get away from footy for a bit. Um, although, you know, the red card wasn't ideal for me because uh, I'm going to miss out in the next couple of games. So, um, no, other than that, man, enjoying, um, you know, being back with family. Um, just, you know, obviously we're back at Rebels now training, a little pre-season um, this week. And, um, you know, it's pretty tough. But, yeah, other than that, just enjoying footy, um, enjoying a little holiday away from you know from playing week to week yeah mate just getting your head out of it obviously getting a bit of that mental refresher um yeah. speaking of family mate tell us a bit about yourself some some things that obviously people don't know mate you know you're obviously you're born and raised in in melbourne but um family wise mate you know brothers sisters um tell me about tell me a bit about yourself mate yeah so i um I'm Samoan background. Um, I heritage from the villages of Malia in Samoa. Mum and dad still around. Um, I got two brothers and one sister, um, and obviously um, cousins and all the stuff um, and all that around Melbourne. Uh, born and raised here. Yep. Um, and yeah, I've just enjoyed. Um, you know, I've always been family orientated, and um, you know, enjoy being around family, um, especially when I can. You know, play footy here in Melbourne and still still be around. A very different pathway for most people coming from Melbourne, mate, going into, into rugby union. So, you know, there's not a lot of guys that, that kind of come through the system there, I suppose. You know, yourself and a few other, the other boys down there have, have come through. But, mate, what are some of the challenges, I suppose, um, you know, living in Melbourne and in a very AFL-dominant um, area? Uh, what are some of the challenges you faced, you know, growing up? Yeah, man, as we know, like, um, you know, it's, it's, we're so, Melbourne's so different to Brisbane than Sydney where, you know, they've got a lot of pathways compared to uh, Melbourne for rugby, uh, rugby or rugby league. Um, and for me, I had to jump from code to code to try and make it um, when I was young. Um, obviously, tried union first when I first started, um, you know, rugby. And then um, halfway through my juniors, I jumped over to league um, and just kind of just felt it out and see where I can um, go from there. Um, but, you know, obviously there are a few boys now that are playing professional rugby and they can probably say the same thing. Um, you know, it was pretty tough coming up um, our ages. Um, you know, we, we've uh, always heard stories about um, when we were young that there were boys already in the, um, you know, at that age where they were going into the professional environment but just wasn't wasn't the professional environment in Melbourne. Mm. Um, you know, there was guys like Pistol, um, Pete, who was, we always um, heard about. He had to go over to Sydney 
Um, you know, we had other players that, like uh, Nathan Baila, he was um, gone overseas as well to make it. But we, there was never anyone that, you know, that was before us that could stay around in Melbourne and kind of um, we can feed off to try and, um, you know, have a little, you know, vision that, you know, because they've made it, we can actually make it. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy and um, I'm pretty uh, stoked with everything that's been thrown at me and some of the Melbourne boys here today. So we're just, I think we're, we're pretty enlightened that we can, um, you know, obviously show all the kids nowadays um, that's coming through that there is an actual pathway and, you know, it, it's, it's there that we, you can come through there and um, it's possible. Yeah, and you're going to, I suppose the biggest thing, mate, is for, like you said, back in the day, mate, guys were, you know, had to leave Melbourne and family to, to be seen, whereas now it's, um, you know, you have a super rugby team, um, albeit some, some things haven't gone your way this year, but, you know, in the past it's been successful and it's, and it's a good franchise, mate, where people want to be. So, you know, it's great for young kids coming through. Mate, in saying that, I think, like, in saying yeah. that, like, you know, of um been watching uh, a lot of local footy lately and especially the 18s and um, you know 20s and you know I've heard a lot of people um, from Canberra even poaching players from here like there's a lot of talent going around so like you know it doesn't surprise, surprise me that you know there's a lot of talent it's just you know uh, the, the, the matter that you know people um, the right people to see that talent and um, you know hopefully you know more people um, you know in Melbourne um, hopefully you know Beta and a few of the Melbourne Rebels board members can, you know, help out those young kids come through. Yeah, oh, mate, no doubt. Mate, you just you dabbled on it a little bit before when we were talking around family and a bit about yourself, mate, but um, not many people probably know that you do have a bit of a league background. Um, tell us about um, your stint in league, mate, and how you've and how your your little stint in rugby league has, has helped you, um, you know, in rugby union. Yeah, so uh, I played league, uh, moved over to league from Union when I was about 15 and I took it all the way up to my 20s um, and I played a bit of um, 20s with the Melbourne Storm, um, you know, juniors, which was 18s and 16s yep. um, and then obviously straight out of school, um, I found myself in a position to go to Sydney, um, found an opportunity for me to go over and try and um, play for the Holding Cup at the time, and that was with the Dragons um, at the time, playing 20s. And, yeah, so I went over there and um, uh, I trained there, but because I was, they couldn't sort me out with a house there um, near Illawarra and um, near the Gong. Um, in, and uh, I was staying out in Greater Western Sydney, which is, you know, pretty far from, yeah, you know, from that. Yeah, so, almost two hours. Yeah, yeah so I, I, I rang up my... Um, my manager at the time and I was like, mate, I can't do this travel. You know, I trained it for two weeks and I was struggling, you know, waking up early and, you know, and it was pre-season at the time. So I, I got a chance to go to Penrith and I went there and I started again there and, you know, trained with, you know, some players that are playing in the top grade now and it's, I'm just, you know, I'm so proud I can say that I've trained with those boys and, you know, I still keep in contact with some of them. But no, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty happy about that standing in the league because it's probably, um, you know, it's it's, it's helped me be, become the you know the runner or the the player that I've become now, and um, you know that's you know it's pretty normal for me to um 
to I love carrying the ball, and that's probably come from my league background. So, yeah, just yeah, mate. Well, you know the you know the pass I suppose made a, a real big strength to your game, mate. Is is obviously that that running ability that you do have, um, and it, it seems to me that. It seems to me that you don't really have too much of a sidestep. You like you prefer just to try to run over guys and and being 130 odd, you know, plus kilos. You know, why wouldn't you? Is there a coach or or someone that you used to look up to, you know, as a role model, mate, growing up? And uh, I haven't really been um, asked this question in a long time, but I, I remember I did used to look up to uh, someone. That I used to um, watch a lot when I was young, and that was uh, Ma'anonu. I used to love um, watching him play uh, when I was young, and um, he's definitely one person that like I used to watch running the ball. Um, used to love watching his hair, you know, flick around and stuff <laughs> like that when he's running and you know, um, bumping off other players. And are you trying to, grow, to are you trying to grow your hair so you look Ma'anonu? Right, that's exactly it. Now, um, yeah, I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed watching him when I was young. So I probably look up to him when I was, you know, coming up through juniors um, and still nowadays. So, you know, never, um, you know, sometimes when I'm bored, I'll go back on YouTube and just search up my normal highlights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, he's a, great, he's a great role model to have and one that obviously yeah. had a very long career as well. So, um, yeah, I, th- I don't think you'd be the only one that, that looked after Ma Nonu. No, no chance. But, yeah. You know, it's... It, I've known you for a number of years now and, um, you know, obviously a lot of people have probably noticed you more so, you know, um, playing in these past couple of years. But I know prior to that, mate, you know, it's, it's no secret that uh, weight-wise weight, weight wise for someone like you was, was a real struggle and, um, you know, getting your body weight down and, and you know, you're a, a pretty big guy when we first met, you know, probably over 140 kilos, I would have thought. So, you know, and, and rugby is that type of game where it's, it's, it involves different body shapes and, and it's, it's very inviting for, for, different, for different people. So, you know, give us a bit of background about, you know, like a young kid coming through, whether it be, you know, Islander or, or, or Aussie or anything like that. But, you know, these, these kids coming through that are quite large and, you know, a lot of, a lot of people tell them they have to lose weight and drop weight, but, what were some of the things for you, mate, that, that helped you, um, you know, get your body shape to where it needed to be and, and lose, you know, 15-odd kilos and uh, and work on that way? Yeah, mate. So, obviously, you know, being a prop, you know, props love to eat. So, um, <laughs> for me, like, it was, it was a struggle, man. Like, I was, I couldn't always, you know, be disciplined and, you know, eat the right foods, but... You know, what it came down to was, you know, sacrifice. I think, you know, but if you put your head to where you want to be in the future, um, you know, definitely you have to take those sacrifices, you know, especially for Islander boys. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was young, you know, I, I used to, you know, obviously we all know what Sundays um, take and, you know, Sundays are like, you know, family day, you know, we go to church, we come back, we have like a massive uh, lunch feed on for everyone and, you know, there's all sorts of meals on the, on the table. So, yeah. you know, I think it's, just those moments there, you know, you just got to really ask yourself, is it really, is it, is it going to benefit you, in, um, you know, on Monday when you have to go training or, you know, so just those little sacrifices, I think, you know, um, it was a struggle for me, definitely where I was probably sitting around, you know, one, almost 150, I reckon. So, wow. um, you know, for me, I've, I've, I've had to adapt to, 
um, the lifestyle that, you know, what it takes to be a professional athlete. And, um, you know, I definitely got it down pat now. Just having a routine, I think, is another way of, um, you know, making sure, you know, just having a, a routine, you know, even if you just write it down, um, you know, today I'm going to cook or maybe today I might go just, you know, take away. You know, it's, it's, it's all right to have one takeaway a week and, yeah, of course. I definitely feel like yeah, just definitely feel like you can you just have to control control a lot of your your foods and that you take in. So I know uh, I know in the Pacific Island community, mate, mums some islander mums can get a little bit um, offended, mate, when sons don't eat their meals. So <laughs> what's the best advice that you can give to some of the young poly boys that in the nicest, most respectful way they can not have that extra steak food or whatever they're having <laughs> mate you know what um it's always hard to say no to your mom because you know <laughs> they're probably <laughs> now it's um you know what um i'm not sure but probably for the poly boys you know like it comes down like i said before it comes down to you know what matters most in your life and where yeah, you want to be yeah. you know like you're always watching. You're always watching rugby on a Saturday night, and you know you're looking at some of the best players in the world. Um, you know, and, and you ask yourself, well, if do you want do is that you? Is that you? Is that where you want to be? You know, in those in, in that position there, and you know that's for me. It's just having a vision for that, and um, you know, sacrificing for that. So, you know, like it's alright to have one. You know, if your mom's cooking some fob food and. You know, she might cook a lot, but you don't have to eat all of it. You know, you can have, you know, just a little bit and then, you know, just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> go, go and hide in the room, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, mate, look, like I said, it's, uh, you know, you're up towards that 150 kilos and you, you've completely transformed your, your body shape into a, um, you know, into a test player now, um, which is full credit to you. And like you said, a lot of sacrifices had to be made to, to get to that and, you know, for some people, you know, that's an easy thing to do, but for a lot of other people, it's, it's not. Um, there was a real fork in the road for you um, in your career where, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was two years ago or three years ago with a night out. Three? Yeah, it might be three, yeah. Okay, so, you know, you went out, um, you had a couple of drinks with another player, um, and, you know, got into a little bit of an altercation. Um, you know, mate, your career was on the line. You know, I, I, I was there with you through it and, uh, and I know that um, how close it was. But tell us a little bit about, uh, you don't have to go into too much detail, obviously, in regards to, to what happened, but tell us about, um, you know, the, the after effects of that, um, not only on you, but then your family, the club, um, and I suppose that you know how you change that around um, to to become the type of person you are because you have changed and uh, and the type of player you are. Yeah, man, this this is like a this was a you know massive um, a turnaround that you know really like um, the thing that happened you know pivotal moment for me like in my career and in my life even um, you know obviously being you know um, twenty one at the time. Um, and I had one of my best mates. I'll mention him because I'm, I'm, I've already spoken to him about this, and you know we, we laugh about it now because of where we sit. Um, you know, one of my best mates at the time, Hunter Pesami. Um, you know, he's playing for Reds now, and you can see where he's sitting now. And um, you know, like it's you can tell that you know where 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 we're both sitting in our careers. Mm. You know, it's um, 
it's it's really that one situation that happened that one night. It's really changed us. But you know, being 21 at the time, you know, you know, you're in a professional environment. You you haven't debuted yet. Of I think our debut, but was one game, and you know, you think you're on top of the world, and yeah, you know, you um, feel a bit untouchable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, um, sometimes you know you can you can get carried away like that. Um, um, and you know, like obviously, you know, it comes into to, um, you know, drinking and all that sort of stuff, and um, you know what? Well, I'm pretty ha- like I'm not happy. I'm not proud that that happened. Um, that we went through that, but I'm I'm really um, I'm kind of happy that we kind of learnt that lesson. Mm. Um, you know that. Um, and you know that's only made me um turn things around. And you know at the time, um, I was going through a, a pretty pretty tough um situation with me and my family. Um, you know, obviously that's, you know, my parents have woken up um, on the next day with, you know, the news and, you know, that's my name, that's my family name on the line. And, um, you know, also the club um, at the time, um, they were already going through some stuff and I've only, you know, we've only jeopardised more of that. So, yeah. um, you know, um, the situation was definitely, was a tough, tough one. Um, and. I'm just happy, so proud of me and my, my um, brother Hunter, you know, with the way we've turned things around, um, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty grateful that we're, we're in this situation right now where, you know, we can definitely go out, you know, for a night out and, you know, be responsible. Mm. Um, you know, definitely, it's, it's changed my mindset, um, you know, everything around me, you know, the way I see things, um, you know, and, you know, um, I'm just enjoying enjoying my life now um, compared to back then you yeah. know, when I thought everything was going my way until that happened, you know. So um, for that to happen, I'm, I'm extremely proud that um, the way I've managed to turn things around and um, and obviously, you know, um, it's evident now that, you know, it's my position at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, like I said, I was... It was um I was there with you at the time, and it was a, a, a tough experience all around. And that was that was when you were only just slowly starting to probably, yeah, like you said, mate, forge your career um, as a Super Rugby player and trying to establish yourself too, and um, to see how far you've come. And then obviously, you know, Hunter as well. I was around for that too, mate. And, and um, yeah, you both have grown a lot, and and it could have gone either way. That's that's the scary thing is that it, you know you you could have really kick some stones and, and, and turn it into a negative as opposed to, to turning into a positive. And, um, yeah, it's a credit to, to you and, and to Hunter as well that, you know, you're both in the Wallaby squads now and, and have changed things around. And, um, yeah, mate, we're, we're extremely proud of, of, of the type of man you become from that. If you could look, if you could go back to, maybe not to that night out, but if you could go back to your younger self, um, mm. knowing what you do now as a professional rugby player, what would you have done differently? Or well, you wouldn't have done anything different. I think, I think I'd like to, like I wish I had known the, the mental um, side of things on how to control that um, in the professional environment. I wish um, I was as switched on as I am now back then. Um, even back, I'll, t- I'll take it right. Do you mean in games, or do you mean in prepar- in your prep to games, or training, or just elaborate on that? Yeah, I probably, I'm probably talking about um, my prep to, to play and then um, in training. Yep. You know, it's yep. 
people don't see that, um, you know, the, the things that, the trainings that, you know, professional players go through week to week, day to day, um, you know, it's not easy. Um, you know, definitely it takes a toll on the body and, um, you know, it comes down to the mind, um, your mindset, how you rock up on Monday, how you, um, how you accept that, you know, it's going to be a tough session, you know. And I wish I had known that when I was, you know, back in the league because honestly I could have made um made a you know really good career out of where I was sitting at the time in Sydney. And um I think that's why I didn't make it was because I kinda of gave up on it. Um, you know, I kinda of gave up and decided, you know, that I wanna be a kid. I wanna come back to mum and dad, you know, I wanna come live back at home in Melbourne. And you know, I wish I'd known what I know now, like, you know, what it takes, you know. Um obviously the mindset um, day-to-day in training, you know, it's always tough and the grind as well. Um, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy the, the, the challenges that you, um, that I take now um, in training, you know, trying to be the best player I can, just trying to be the best version of myself that I can help other players with. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm always, I'm always happy now, you know, I, I see kids that, um, you know, the position that I was in, when the kids come through now, you know, um, young ages into L. Um, team in Rebels and I'm always um, learning to help them and um, I'm always um, always keen just to uh, you know show them the what it takes to you know obviously help them out and um, definitely um, you know show them the roots and stuff like that so yeah okay yeah mate it's a it's a tough one obviously you know once guys once guys get signed and in particular you know guys get signed to long-term deals and things like that it's 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 a whole nother mental aspect of well you know staying mentally ready and 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 tough enough to to continue training hard and you know consistent and the guys that make it to that next level and and test players are the ones that can consistently you know produce each week um what's been your career highlight to date Um, I'd definitely say um, making the Wallaby squad um, last year. Um, definitely a proud moment, um, not only for myself, but for my family. Um, seeing my family name in that list, um, making the squad, um, I was definitely happy with that. Um, took me right back to the situation we are talking about before. Um, you know, you think about you know, when you first picked up the rugby ball, you think about all the tough times you went through. Um, you know, um, literally when I got the phone call from Dave Rennie that I made the squad, uh, the next phone call was to mum and dad. And I was, um, you know, I was crying to my mum on the phone and I was just, you know, so happy, you know, tears of joy in my family. And we, and because I was on the road at the time, it was probably five months or about four months on the road there. And no, I was... Um, yeah, because of COVID. Yeah. So I hadn't, I hadn't seen my mum and dad in a while and brothers and sisters. And, you know, we'd done a quick prayer on the phone. And, you know, um, I was just so happy. And um, I'm, I was happy that I could make my family proud mm-hmm. or something, you know. So, um, yeah, probably the highlight of my career at the moment. So, yeah, hopefully more of that. And uh, leading into, you know, a couple more years here. <laughs> Now that leads me to my next question. You know, what's what's the next goal in your journey? What uh, you know, Trans Tasman obviously is is starting up as of next week. I know you got the first game out, but um, you know, what are you most looking forward to with with the Trans Tasman? 
Um, yeah, obviously um, the Kiwis, um, you know, they're obviously always, you know, playing some exciting footy and one of the best, you know, in the, in the world. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm really keen to um, kind of test myself and see see where I can, where I, where I sit with those players um, personally and on the team though, as well. <clears throat> so, um, you know, I have no doubt that, um, you know, we have, what it takes here in Australia, um, you know, as you can see, like, you know, the, the exciting games that have been played out in the last couple of weeks. And um, <clears throat> I guess, like, I think my next goal in my career, I think I, I really want to, I'm looking forward to the 2023 World Cup. Um, obviously, there's some steps leading into that first, um, which is making the Wallabies, Wallabies leading into that year. But I'm, I definitely want to, um, you know, say that one day that I've played in the World Cup or been to the World Cup and um, I've heard a lot of stories about it from past players and present players that, you know, it's such a experience and I want, I want to be a part of that um, and, you know, I want to be among, you know, playing the best in the world. So um, mm. I, I think that's the next goal in my journey and <clears throat> I just hope I, you know, get there one day. So... Yeah, cool. Oh, mate, I've no doubt that you'll <coughs> get there, mate. I'll put your best foot forward. Um, I'll try and lighten it up, mate, with a couple of couple of quick, easy questions for you to uh, to fire back at me. What's your favourite meal? Oh, definitely easily KFC. <laughs> How did I know? I've got it written on my notes that you can <laughs> have uh, Worst roommate? Ooh, Taniella. Why? Going for. A fella can snore the house down. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. <I'll... laughs> He's actually a good roommate. Yeah, I enjoyed my time with him. <laughs> yeah, nice. Hey, uh, any hidden talents? Um, I can play the guitar, that's about it. <laughs> um, can't sing, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when are you cutting your hair? Um, when or where? When are you going to cut your hair? Oh, well, you know, my mum and dad's been trying to get me to, to cut my mother off for the last two years, so mate, it's going to take another two years, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe donate it in two years or something, Matt. Um, <laughs> mate, if you weren't playing rugby, what would you be doing? Um, I'd probably say... I was working for Tasha before I became a um, professional player, so I'm probably something along the lines of doing um, the power lines and all the the cables on the ground and stuff like that. So, yeah, probably that. Okay, cool. Well, Pono, man, I really appreciate your time today. Um, you know, it gives a lot, of, a lot of players some insight into the type of person you are. Mate, some of the trials and tribulations, you know, everyone's career has its, has its positives and negatives. And, um, you know, I really appreciate you being so open with us today uh, and, and upfront about everything. And uh, we wish you nothing but the best, obviously, with Trans-Tasman and, you know, leading into some, hopefully, some Wallaby tests this year. And, um, and then, you know, we're looking forward to being with you on your journey and, and hopefully achieving the goals, like you said, mate, leading into the 2023 uh, World Cup. But really appreciate your time, mate, and uh, take care for the rest of the season and, and good luck to the Rebels. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks for having me. 
Really hope you enjoyed the story that was shared today. To hear more about our regular podcasts, please follow us on Apple or Spotify Podcasts through Instagram, Facebook, or newstarsports.com.au. Thank you.